I say again? You don't have to say it. I can say oh, it. I'll, I'll say if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah, you just go, uh, welcome, welcome to 561 Music. Okay. I'm Jacob. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to 561 Music Podcast. I'm Jacob. And I'm Hector, and there's no Ben today. No Ben so, today. No, Ben is on, uh, as, as Ben would say, Ben is on holiday. So, uh, yeah, Ben is in uh, Paris. I believe he's attending a wedding. Oh, that's nice. Um, not his. Oh. So he's, you know, already married, so that would be a very awkward. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's on vacation. Two weeks. Two weeks we don't have Ben. Oh, two weeks? Two whole weeks. So you get me for two episodes. So I get you for two episodes. So hello, everybody, in podcast land. Uh, we got uh, Jacob Tacos with us today, and uh, he's going to uh, be my co-host in, uh, in lieu of uh, Ben's absence. So how are you doing, Jacob? Doing well. Happy to be back. Happy to be yeah. in the, a different position. Now yeah. kind of asking the questions this time. But uh, Yeah, man. Appreciate you stepping in. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. You want to introduce our guest today? Yeah. More importantly, happy to have Theo from American Psy. Hello. How you doing, How's it going, dude? (laughs) It's good to be here with you guys. Everything good? Everything's great. Awesome. 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 I'm blessed to be in your presence. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Fake Ben. All right. Well, uh, Theo, we usually do a a series of questions. Ben usually does a series of questions, but in his absence, I'm going to very poorly ask a a few questions and uh, we'll just jump right into it. Um, What uh, what, uh, you know, what were your early influences? Um, You know, what what really got you started in music was uh, do you have a musical family or do you come from, you know, musical background or anything like that or? Um, Well, I don't come from an exceptionally musical family. It's fair. My mom plays some music, but she's not, um, she doesn't play it all the time, but, yeah. you know, she dabbles in piano and guitar and singing. And uh, so, but they, uh, my parents wanted me to play music, so they got me, like, you know, music, like generic music lessons when yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like three or four, like, it like just piano and just random stuff. Well, it, yeah, it was like, it was just like, something to keep like children like excited about music so <laughs> yeah. it was like piano some days like bongos some days and like oh, like harp cool. i learned harp when oh, i was what? like so these were structured lessons or eh, they were kind of like just do whatever you want gotcha. but eventually like it became like a piano lesson yeah but it was like you know at first it was just like whatever instrument like is exciting and then, yeah that's cool so i don't know i did that for a few years and then piano for like a long time just like you know traditional like lessons mm-hmm. and recitals and uh like like exam type like conservatory stuff i wasn't that good but um when i was like 12 i kind of like started realizing that people played like guitar and stuff and i wanted to play guitar so got a guitar like stopped playing piano and started playing guitar and then um yeah i don't know that was kind of how it started um but uh but yeah after that i just kind of like uh played guitar for a long time like kind of self-taught got some lessons here and there and then like started doing kind of like a rock band like like a school music like garage band type thing yeah or, yeah was that uh, around here aren't you from california uh yeah i was in california okay it was it was very similar like you know school of rock or whatever yeah. they call it now but uh but yeah so did that and then that kind of like and and also like simultaneously simultaneously started playing with some friends and people that played like uh drums and bass and stuff like that we kind of like started forming a band and then um and then uh, yeah, just played in bands basically since then, just on and off. Or what just, kind you of know. Uh, what kind of influences did you have? Like, what were you listening to at the time? Uh, when I started like playing like with a band band, like it was kind of like uh, like we'd play like Weezer, 
yeah. like uh, like Blink One Eighty Two and like Green Day and just like just sure. like it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So just whatever was like kind of like on pop rock radio or whatever, mm-hmm. like alternative radio. So yeah, those kind of bands and uh, nothing that like sophisticated or like yeah. you know nothing life changing. No, no, I wasn't like <laughs> listening to like you know Elliot Smith or something. Yeah, when I was like ten. Like some cool people. <laughs> yeah, and when I got started, I was just pretty much like listening to Green Day and then kind of went into the, the reggae rock world of things and then just finding Jimi Hendrix and like the guitar gods and the guitar worlds and then just opening that umbrella of just blues, jazz, a little bit of this, but just mm-hmm. kind of inching, inching more and more there. But yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. You ever in like a, um, like a school band or anything like that? or? Yeah, I was... Uh... I mean, I guess, yeah, in high school and, like, you know, middle school, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, high school I was in, like, a jazz band for a few years and uh, well, the whole time pretty much. But I, I then was like, okay, I want to play trumpet. So I started learning trumpet because, like, there was, like, a thing at my high school, like, in order to be in jazz band, you had to be in, like, another band, like, marching band, like a lower tier. Mm-hmm. So I was, right. like, I was like, well, I'm going to be in marching band. The only other option was, like, a guitar ensemble and, like, how does that even look? What it does that look like? It was awful. It was like they, we had all these like, you know, you know how in high school they have like recital nights and it's like the marching band or like, you know, different the concert band yeah. plays. And so the guitar ensemble would play and it was just like awful. Just like, Which is like five people on a stage playing guitars. guitar. No, it was no, like try like 25, like and all, all beginner guitarists and all playing like simultaneous like single note melodies. Like so it was just like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like all oh this weird. so anyways I didn't want to be in that so I was like alright I'm just going to learn trumpet and like try to be in the marching band so I did that and uh, yeah I stayed in jazz band I kept playing guitar but I just like learned trumpet a little bit I wasn't that great but I played for a while after that I played through like high school and then uh, like I was in college marching band for a year or two on trumpet so oh. that was kind of interesting and pretty much just stopped um, do you still pick up the trumpet at all for anything? Occasionally, I'll just like just uh, see if I still got yeah, it. Yeah. You know? I don't got it. <laughs> it's it's an instrument you have to. I mean, any instrument, but spe- especially like you know, like mouth related yeah. instruments. Like you have to like really yeah. keep the muscles like ready. So no, I, I don't it's, play it's much. Mu- yeah, it's muscle memory for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you play anything else but bass? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I dabble a little bit in guitar. Um, I, the obvious stuff, uh, ukulele, things yeah. like that. Um, I did play saxophone from uh, from first grade um, pretty much all the way through high school. I played alto sax for a number of years, um, and then uh, my, my wee tiny little self picked up a baritone sax, which was obnoxiously large, oh almost my. almost bigger than I was at the time. Oh so that's the best yeah, one. It was it was great. Yeah, Ben keeps teasing me and saying that uh, I need to bring out a baritone sax to one of the gigs. So you and we need to do, and only need, do the bass lines. Yeah, yeah, only do the bass lines, and then him and I can do like dueling saxophones oh, at the gig. Sick. Yeah, that'd yeah. be hella fun. I feel like a loser. Yeah. All I do is play guitar and I just <laughs> dick around on other stringed instruments. Yeah, but I'm a bass player, so I don't feel like a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no, I said don't feel like a loser. Because I'm a bass player. Right, yeah, we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right. definitely on the same page. No, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, all right, this is a, this is kind of a loaded question. Everybody has different answers, uh, but Ben Ben likes to ask all the guests: Do you still practice? <laughs> And there's no wrong answer to this. <laughs> I mean, I will say lately no, but I go through like periods of like intense yeah. practice where I, I don't really like, I mean, it's like, 
practice, like, for me is, like, learning songs and, like, learning challenging songs and, like, and then, like, I focus a lot on, like, songwriting, too. So, like, that's kind of, like, my, like, practice is just, like, learning other songs and, like, singing and playing and, like, and then just songwriting, like, kind of. Yeah. So kind of doing the research, applying it to practice a little bit. Sort of, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm well, I did start playing banjo, like, two years ago. So, that's like, cool. for a while I was, like, legit practicing that. Yeah. And, and I recently, I restrung it, like, a few days ago. So I'm, like, I'm trying oh, to get back into nice. it. Nice. But it's, like, it's, it's. I mean, it's hard, and you actually have to practice. It's like once when you're a musician for a while, you know, you just get used to like not practicing, yeah, and you can still kind of like get by. But when you're starting like a new instrument that has like different fundamentals, it's like you actually do just the have to you, for, you forget all the like practice that you had to do, you know, and it's like ugh. our uh, yeah. our banjo <laughs> yeah. player in Kilbilly's uh, James. He uh, he's actually a, a bass player first. And, oh really? And. Uh, I guess about three years ago, Ben said, you know, I need a banjo player. And James was like, sure, I'll try it. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, same thing. I mean, he just like. That was the first time he picked it up? He picked it up three years ago and just started learning, learning, learning. But, but I'll tell you one thing about him is, is he is, he is disciplined when it comes to that stuff. Like we just went away last week, um, for two days to go to a little festival up in, uh, I think it was Brooksville, Florida we were playing at, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got back to the the Airbnb, and I, you know, I was I was doing what I do best, eating a cheeseburger, um, while surf, <laughs> surfing the internet, and uh, and uh, and Ben went to bed, and there, you know, there's James. He's he's uh, cracking open the phone and and pulling up like YouTube lessons and like learning like different techniques and stuff on the banjo. Like he's still like every chance he gets, like tries to learn something new on it. Discipline's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, a really challenging yeah. instrument. It's, it's very it, challenging. It requires serious discipline, like. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just counterintuitive once you're, like, kind of playing on guitar. Yeah. What kind of banjo do you have? Uh, I think it's a Sullivan. It's a five-string or a four-string? It's a five-string. Okay. Yeah. I got, like, a very, like, like, I, I started taking, like, lessons, actually, from this dude. That was actually kind of what got me into it. But he was, like, very into the, like, uh, Earl Scruggs, like, just uh-huh. three-finger, like, yeah. you know, yeah. blue, traditional bluegrass style. And so, like, I bought, like, the, like, you know, resonator back and, like, all the, oh, like. Oh, nice. Yeah. It sounds great. I mean, yeah. it's a great instrument. It sounds really cool. I have an old banjo. It says The Gibson on the top of it. So I think that's from like 27, I think. That's like they only did it for Sounds such a limited damn. year. But it's a four-string. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I picked that up, and I, I brought it to someone really special who only works on kind of banjo acoustic guitar up oh, in shit. Georgia. And he looked at it, too, and he's like, you have something special here. And he restrung it, refurbished it, and everything. And wow. uh, I just keep that in my house, and I'm trying to learn little things. I'll post things on TikTok, and that's really yeah. it. <laughs> did, yeah. he, he, did he appraise it? Uh, kind of, yeah. He, he told me, because I asked him, like, how much could I get for this? But... He's like it's depending what you. He's like the, the certain a certain person would look at this and only want it for the back piece because yeah. it's in really good condition. And he's like other people might buy this for just like wall art, so they might want to put you to this. But because he quoted me something that was like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to say it, but it was like a, it was from here to here. So I'm like, well, which where is it? <laughs> right. Well, that's more like there or more up here. That's, that's the way art is, though, man. Like yeah. art, art is like that. You know, you. Uh, it, you know, they they say like, oh, this is super collectible, and it's you know, it's really expensive, and it's 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 worth whatever someone's willing to pay is what it comes down to. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Somebody's got to buy it. Yeah, right? dude, it's so broad, right. such exactly. a broad thing exactly. to say. <laughs> Look, a yeah. couple years ago down in Miami, they had the uh, was it Art Basel or something? Yeah. They sold they sold a banana tape to a wall for yep. like three hundred thousand dollars. So listen, anything's it. possible. Anything. Oh, you possible. saw it? I, I saw it IRL. With my two eyes. 
IRL? IRL. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, t- I, t- I, t- I went and duct taped two bananas on the wall. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get a buck for it. Nobody would pay oh, me. I was just nah. standing outside Publix. No, no, no. Please. <laughs> I have papayas on the wall. I have this everything. Avocados. Um, all right, so you were saying uh, you're saying that when you practice, it's a lot of uh, when you're like songwriting and stuff. So um, speaking of songwriting, what is your do you or do you have a writing process of sorts? Uh, yeah, I guess I sort of describe part of it. Like it's like I haven't written a song in a few months, but I kind of got I used to get like uh, nervous when I stopped writing songs. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to write a song again and, like, yeah, all that anxiety. But same. I've gone through that, like, ten times. So I'm, like, I'm kind of over it now. Now I, like, know. But, see, that anxiety is great because it's fuel for another song. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But, uh, but you know, it's, like, I just – I go through, like, you know, periods of time where I just don't write. And I'm yeah. not, I don't beat myself up about it anymore. Now I'm just, like, eh. I just don't want to write right now. But do you have like a do you have an overall process? Like, do you sit down and start with, like with lyrics or music, or is it just yeah. like or just whatever flows? Yeah. Know? So like once I'm like in an actual phase where I'm like trying to write, like I'll like try to listen to a lot of music and like and then like like I said, like try to learn other songs or like just kind of like consume a lot of like songs and and I don't know that usually like starts sparking like inspiration in me. Like if I'm Honestly, if I'm playing my guitar a lot. So if I'm practicing a lot, then I'll start writing stuff. And then usually it's just like kind of a guitar riff for me. I don't don't usually start with lyrics. I have like sometimes like written down like a lyric here, the lyric there, and like start with that. But um, usually it's just kind of like just I'm just like sitting with the guitar. I have like a riff or like a thing and then just add on to it from there. I just kind of like try to do it as like a – like linear I guess process mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. like I just start playing the song and then I finish the song and that's the song yeah okay. what's the fastest song you've written do you know or something that's just like uh, that pretty much wrote itself completely like uh, well Burning the Flag actually was pretty fast um, that's, on, a, that's on a new, new record. record yeah that's on yeah. the new record and um, uh, yeah that one was like I I watched this really long like Oh, we can get into it later. But anyways, that one came, like, super fast. That was, like, one recently that, like, yeah. was, like, one night and, like, it didn't really change from, like, this from that point. Um, Pretty much just sat down guitar and it just all yeah. kind of came out. Sometimes it's, like, you know, I'll write, like, a verse and then, like, kind of, like, a chorus and it's, like, I can't get past that like i'm yeah like, i'm like what's the second verse gonna yeah. be and then like you know months later i'll sit down with it or like you know but it's nice because you have those bones right there where it's like yeah. i know i can step away and kind of come back and kind of know where my footing is yeah well That's- sometimes it makes me nervous that like they're not going to be like similar enough like they're going to be like like one's going to be one verse will be in a completely different headspace or yeah. something and like not but yeah but that's not terrible sometimes it makes it yeah. more interesting you know well that's I the mean, whole point of a second verse i guess yeah yeah I mean, you don't want to be the same thing so yeah, yeah. ben ben's uh, ben's the prior the uh, the primary songwriter in, oh, in okay. kill billies and uh, he keeps like I want to say a journal, but it's in his phone, basically. Um, but he, like, he any ideas that spark anything at any time of day, whatever, he's putting it in his phone, putting it in his phone, and, and it's just crazy. I'll come to him with, you know, a, a chord structure of some sort and, and say, hey, I have this idea for a song. What do you think of this? And I'll play some chords from it. You got the same thing, don't you? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's, that's Ben. That's Ben. Thing. I'll go to him with some chords or something, and I'll be like, hey, I'm thinking of something like this for a song. What mm-hmm. do you think? And he'll literally pull out his phone do exactly what you just did. He'll scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, 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 stop it and go, yeah, that one's good, and he'll like he'll like put those lyrics right in there, and nice. it just works, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've done it a couple of times. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun because I'm I'm 
like the worst, the worst when it comes to writing lyrics. I'm back and forth of that too because <clears> I'll <throat> take that kind of like pull from like old inspiration of just yeah. kind of notes and stuff, and then well, I feel like that's kind of too forced, and then I just kind of like just looking around, just like just even just like. Yeah. Black tripod stand, just even just working off of that, just to kind of get it flowing a little bit, and then going back and erasing that. And well, but at least of... you have lyrics, <laughs> lyrics that you could pull from. Like I, I literally, you know, w- when I sit down to write something, if I'm in the headspace that I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to write something today. Mm-hmm. It's like everything I write is either super cliche mm-hmm. or like you know something about a jilted lover or something which is really weird because i've been married for 25 years so it's just made up crap you know those are the worst where it's just like this is too cliche it's like what how did this even come about yeah yeah it's just so dumb it's it's just so it's so bad it's so bad um uh let's talk about sunfest yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we're playing it. Yeah, man. It's happening. I'm super stoked. Uh, you should be super what stoked. Day you playing? That's exciting stuff. We're man. playing Thursday, the first day. Yeah. And uh yeah. April uh twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Yeah. Thursday. Nice. Thursday, April twenty eighth. And that's full band, right? Yeah. What yeah. Is, what does that lineup look like? Shout out shout out your boys. Uh, <laughs> it's a five piece. Uh it's me, it's gonna be uh Ben Henry, Skylar Mondell, um, Brendan Lyons and Matt Belasiak. Nice. And uh, we're stoked. We're uh, getting ready for it. We're, I don't know. We're just uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a big ass stage, probably the biggest stage like we've all ever been on. So, uh, what, you know. which, which stage are you guys playing? Do you know? Uh, the Leibovich Law Group stage. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. fancy. Right? right? They're my boys. Right? Yeah. They're my, <laughs> 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 my lawyer. <laughs> he, he's like, that's my uncle, man. He put me on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got the gig. No, they did oh. like follow us on Instagram, though, and I was like, nice. Yeah. I followed them back. <laughs> there you I, was go. Like, I was like, hell yeah. Oh, it's important. That's, that's, what, that's what you got to do. What can, we, what, what can you expect for the live show? Are you kind of doing anything different from just uh, out of the ordinary? Um, I think we're going to play a new song. Uh, set but the amps on fire, you know. Set nothing. the amps on fire no, and just break no. stuff. <laughs> uh, I want to get invited back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I was like the biggest act or something, or right. like the smallest. So, I mean, we're you know we're gonna f- probably film it and um, you know just milk it for content. Oh yeah, sure, of course, content that kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I don't know. We're just gonna go out and play a good set. Hopefully, uh, you know, sell some merch and all that. Yeah, man, that's what's up. How long? How long do you have you planned for? Uh, thirty minutes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's get long enough to you know get get a good set in and yeah, yeah. not too long to where it's like people are going to be leaving probably. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've I, I've honestly never been at Sunfest, but I keep reading like the. Oh, you haven't been at, like ever. No. Oh, no. okay. So I'm how like, long, how long have you been in Florida? Uh, like five years. Okay, well that's right. I mean, two of those. Like, I was going to yeah. say two of those. We didn't have Sunfest, yeah, so that's yeah. that's yeah. fair. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I've been here. F- 30 years, you know. <laughs> no, it was, it was getting to the point where I had to, I was going to have to go. But then, well, I was supposed to play it. And then, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandemic and all that. It's but, pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like this year because it hasn't been around for two years. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen if it's going to be as big and epic as it has yeah. been in pra- like previous years. But um, it's pretty damn big. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be huge. Well, that's why I'm just big. like, I keep reading like 30,000 people. I'm like, I can't even like really picture that downtown. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no, it, I don't know. Are you are you familiar with the downtown? Yeah. Area? Okay, yeah, so yeah. so it's all the way from where the Ben Hotel is, mm-hmm. um, all the way 
all the way down to the Phillips Point building, which is that last turn right before you get to Okeechobee Boulevard. Um, all yeah. of that, at least in past years, anyways, all of that up and down Flagler, both sides, and then they have they typically have like a stage at one end at this end here. They have a stage in the middle, which is the amphitheater. Yeah. And then they have another stage, sometimes down on the other end, with a couple little stages in between. And then they have all the art and the food mm-hmm. and the vendors and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, thirty thousand. That actually sounds pretty conservative. I would have thought more than that. Um, yeah. It was like I think that was the low. That yeah. Was like yeah, the yeah, first yeah. day. I, I do like, the I do the Lakeworth Street Painting Festival, which is nowhere near as big as that. And they mm-hmm. they claim to get over a hundred thousand people walking through there over the weekend. So okay. I have to believe Sunfest gets Man, well. Where do these over numbers that. come from? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How do they even count people? It's like, click, yeah. click, click. How'd you like that, jo- click, how'd you like that job? One, two, three. <laughs> One, two, three. He's got to watch multiple entrances yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I have to believe it's more than 30,000, though. That I just think seems so. Well, especially very... this I mean, this year is going to be the first in two years because of the pandemic. Yes, yeah, everybody's going to come out and in droves. And how man. Florida has grown since mm-hmm. the past two years. And then also people like, fly all over the world. I've been going to SunFest since I was in high school. And then mm-hmm. even in high school, people were just coming from all over the world just, just to go to that festival because it was kind of the small little local festival that was growing, growing my parents yeah. used to go to. So yeah. the fact that yeah. they've been doing it every year for so long and then the two years because of the pandemic and then this being the first year back, yeah. I think it's going to be well, really even, good. Well, even locally but not super locally, like, I mean, I have friends that live down in, you know, Miami, Lauderdale, stuff like that. They'll get a hotel right there right, th- oh, right yeah. you know, within a block or two and then they'll just stumble in and out of SunFest <laughs> all weekend long yeah. you know, drink themselves to oblivion and watch music you know listen to music and watch bands or whatever you know it's mm-hmm. uh it's um it's an event man yeah it's an event and so like, i mean dude congrats yeah on that, definitely dude. congrats that's, 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 that's pretty epic it's a huge thing yeah, yeah no, i appreciate that it's yeah. uh i've been trying to get in for 40 years and it hasn't happened <laughs> so maybe i'll come play the spoons you guys or something i don't know <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it's uh it's pretty uh pretty awesome man well since we're uh talking about performances why don't you uh maybe uh grace us with a couple of songs man all right, I nice love segue, that. But, Let's by the way, that was right, good. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben usually does that, but <laughs> I, uh, I tried to uh, fill the fill the British shoes. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna burn that flag, shock it swiftly like a heart attack. Fill arteries like stomach fat Take a match to the thread And when the ashes fall America with it like many malls We almost lost it in the southern draw At least that's what they said Well I almost left what you For everything I've done Also done things I'm not proud of That I'd rather forget I've got a circle etched to my skin It won't come out no matter how hard I itch No alcohol to burn a hole in it 
quickly give a trophy out Let the children in the back row shout Tell the people to sing it loud I'm burning the flag Well I almost left for you prepared I know myself I was unaware Karma kept me in my square I found out I was rectangular
Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It is a biker bar in Sequester. If you don't know where Sequester is, it's a, just a little town right north of Jupiter. It's just right there. If you take US One North through Jupiter, and then you look right, you will see a little yellow building. It used to be called Judy's. It's been there for a really long time, and it's um, it's just a place for bikers to go. Uh, but if you're not a biker, you're obviously welcome as well. Um, the whole reason why it's been reopened under a new name is my father-in-law Peter Pinello uh, thought it was a shame that it was kind of going into a bit of a decline because um, the guy who ran it, Victor, who's a real cool guy, but he he was uh, he basically um, was running out of steam with it. He didn't really want to do it anymore and so um, we went in there, we cleaned the place up we cleaned the lines and um, we rebuilt the area where the the beers are the cellar downstairs and and so now we've got good cold beer we've got um great food burns he does the food and he's a real character if you want to um meet an interesting south florida character go in there and say hi to Bernsey. um and uh every second thursday of the month we do a bike night and that's always fun six to nine the band plays and uh, they've been getting busier and busier. They're, they're a real blast. And then on every fourth Sunday of the month, I run an open mic um, slash uh, jam. And it's really, um, it's uh, Cody and Cheyenne and I are, are, and a few others um, are the kind of mainstays of it. And uh, Cody brings his drum kit. I bring the rest of it. And so, you know, you, we can do full band stuff all the way up to if you just want to play a few songs on the acoustic guitar and you in a low-stress environment because it's a, it's a very low-stress jam and just meant to be fun. So if you want to come check that out, it's on the fourth Sunday of every month. But, um, you know, it's open every day, so swing by and check it out. If you're into bikes or classic cars then you'll definitely see some uh, cool some cool stuff there um yeah all right and our next sponsor is backsaver llc backsaver llc if you've uh, if you've had a slip and fall an injury car accident anything like that um you want to talk to dr christopher white over at backsaver llc he will take care of you um the guy is a a, a wizard with uh with the back i would say he uh, he's uh, he's done my back he's done my wife's back um guy's just pretty incredible and he's just a genuinely nice guy and he also is a huge supporter of local music and was a uh, one of the big festival sponsors for us this weekend so thank you so much so thank you christopher um you know if you guys have any any back issues or anything like that and you need somebody um check out uh backsaver llc and uh, and show them some love you know they uh they definitely support the podcast they supported the the festival they support all the local music so let's uh let's go ahead and show them some support as well Absolutely. And our final sponsor today is Oasis Root Carver Bar. This place is on Indiatown Road, 
and it's right next to alternate A1A, uh, right where uh, sort of Johnny Mangoes is and stuff like that, in, in one of the plazas on the north side of Indian Town Road. Um, if you know where Pause to Help is, which is a vet, it was right next to that in Seagrape Square. Um, it's a cool spot. There's a whole... The the Carver Bar scene runs the gamut of styles, so you know, and, and aesthetics. You get some that are like clubs, you know, with like black lights and kind of psychedelic trance playing and stuff, and uh, and you get some that are just like cafes. Uh, and this place is like a cafe, and it's really chill. Um, and Jim, his whole idea for it was to keep it as simple as possible. So he has one type of Carver one type of crown and um, one type of coffee, but they're all very good, very high quality. And um, you can't really, you know, if it's your thing, you can't go wrong. And if you've never tried any of that stuff, this is a good place to go because you can be guaranteed that the quality is very high. So uh, go check it out if that's if that's your jam. Um, you know, it's a fun place. I go in there from time to time and it's a, it's a nice group of people in there, friendly, friendly bunch. So go check it out. Well, that was really awesome, man. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, nice job, man. Thank you. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about those songs? Um, well, they're both on our uh, debut album. Nice. It's called uh, Honor System. It's the name of the record. And uh, they're kind of like uh, both singles, I guess, uh, you know, as much as singles are now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're just, uh, I don't know, they're the songs that... Uh, I uh well I don't know. They uh I I think they were like the first one of the first and one of the last that I wrote uh for the record. So they're kind of like the I mean they don't fit there on the album, but they yeah. uh for in my mind like they're kind of like the start and the end sort yeah. of um yeah. thematically sort of. So um but yeah, uh like vulnerable or vulnerable, I guess I wrote like a long time ago. I was just uh uh I don't know. I ripped a chord off some song, and then I just kind of like went went ham on it. And I, uh, you know, it's funny you were talking about like writing cliches and stuff because yeah. I was like really felt like I was writing cliches in that song. But then that was like my realization as I was writing it was like that's actually what the song was like about was like like being cool, being okay with being like corny and like cliche and like kind of yeah. like annoying and and uh, that was, I don't know. That's the whole like you know it's like I want to be vulnerable and stuff like that. It's like yeah. you know you can like not worry about how you're presenting yourself and just kind of be like yourself. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like the inspiration for it. And, you know, just, yeah, I uh, was happy to see how it kind of like evolved over time. Cause I, you know, I've always had kind of like a uh, revolving door, especially during the making of the record. So like uh, played that with many iterations of kind of the band and the group. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in the end it just came out really cool and, I don't know. It's it's a great song. I like it. I still, you know, I still no, rep. Kill, I still rep it. Killer oh yeah, dude. yeah, killer tune. Yeah. Man. That and uh, burning the flag. They're uh, two of my favorites from the record. What was that one about? Um. Well, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I, I was like right before the pandemic started. I was watching like a like a YouTube video at my house, like super late. Uh, it was like an hour long. Like it was a it was a high school debate. But it was like a like in a, like a classroom format. It was I don't know. They filmed it like really well. It was almost like a very like high production value. But huh. basically, they were debating like the like Confederate flag. I guess like they were debating like 
is it okay to like show it or like I don't know. It was just like a general conversation mm-hmm. about that. So, anyways, that like uh, anyway, after I wrote that, there there was like a guy in the video who like says like. He's like, well, you guys can fly it, but we're going to burn it. Or, like, we can burn it. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't say they were going to burn yeah. it, but he said, like, he said we're allowed to burn it if, like, you're right. allowed to fly yeah. it kind of thing. So I, I just he, – he was, like, this very also, like, super, like, kind of, like, nerdy kid that was sort of, like, you know, just very well-spoken. And I don't know. It just kind of triggered that, like, lyric, like, I'm going to burn the flag. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of, like, wrote the rest of the song based off that and, like – Tried to kind of tie it into like the like personal growth kind of theme of the record yeah. and um, and uh, yeah just I that like I said earlier that one came out like super fast like I pretty much wrote it like that night and it was pretty much the same uh, until we recorded it and then so you said that yeah. you said that you had um, like for the record and stuff um, and le- I guess leading up to the record you had um, you know, you've had different musicians you've been playing with and things like that yeah. um, like how how involved have the other band members been in the writing and stuff or is it pretty much you like you bring stuff to the table and they just add a little to it and um as far as like songwriting like lyrics and melody that kind of thing like it's just just me okay um uh, except for one song was a co-write on the record okay um that was with ben henry and we he had like a chord progression uh, kind of like guitar riff, and then I kind of like we played it together, and then I like threw some lyrics on it. Is and like, that um, Almond? Or? Uh, that was a Space and Time. Okay, it's like kind of like the ballad back half ballad, and uh, yeah, so that one that one came together pretty quick too. Yeah. We just we just kind of threw it together, um, or didn't throw it together, but you know, we yeah, sure, sure, came sure. together really, it came quick. together quickly, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, other everything else pretty much was just like kind of my songs, and then. Um, but you know everyone everyone instrumentally kind of like you know just kind of does their own thing and mm. sometimes like i have like a specific like drum thing or like you know one thing here or there where i'm like okay do this and uh that's always kind of interesting cuz like you kind of put people like i try to avoid doing that because it like yeah. makes people like creatively uncomfortable right but sometimes it's actually kind of cool just cuz it like give them a it, challenge a it triggers bit. like their own creativity yeah. to like you know meet that challenge so so yeah yeah nice you know i dig it um those two songs i mean sonically speaking like one i feel like it's kind of a poppier more groove like kind of like a vampire weekend two-door cinema club uh, mm-hmm. um and then the other one kind of more of like a folkier element so like sonically speaking did any band or sound inspire the album when you're kind of working on it um or yeah. anything that you're just kind of like i've been listening to this so much where it kind of plays an influence uh, yeah, I'd kind of been listening, like, yeah, like, uh, I've been listening to Big Thief a lot, like, for the past few years. I don't know if you know them, but, no. um, they're, like, uh, I don't know, they've just big, been a big inspiration to me. Like, they're just, like, songwriting and guitar playing and, uh, like, band, like, ethos, even, like, the, like, the way they talk about, like, their records, like, a lot of them just are very, like, like they just go into the room it's like they're in the 70s and they just go into the room and like yeah. record it and like yeah. they're just like well, that's that and like, yeah. <laughs> so even like the, some of the first record like from what I read in interviews and stuff they're like oh yeah we just like learned that the day of and just like threw it together or like or sh- or like the main songwriter Adrienne like she just like wrote it and then like recorded it and the first take was like the one that they used on the oh, record like wow. that kind of thing so that was sort of like for the recording process like uh, I don't know. I always get like anxiety around recording. Like, mm-hmm. it sometimes it like doesn't go the way you want it, and then it like doesn't come out right, and you're like kind of like 
fighting your own head I'm, about I'm it. Going through that right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the red light syndrome or whatever they call it. When yeah. you start, my hand's choking up and I'm just like, oh, I don't have any ideas and I suck. I don't even yeah. understand that. Like, how, I, I, like, I can't tell you how many times I've either, you know, seen an interview on TV or whatever or listened to something or, or read something or even, even guests that have been on here that are like, you know, oh, I was only like halfway through writing the the album, and then we went into the studio and finished it. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, man? Like, I, you know, like that just blows me away that someone can just sit down and go, oh, I just finished the album. You know, let's. Yeah, that's I don't, definitely I don't not know me. if it's like just major hidden confidence that just kind of comes out when it's in that moment, or if it's just like happy accidents everywhere all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've read stuff like I, I'm a huge Cure fan, and I've read stuff where you know Robert Smith will will literally wake up one morning and go, I'm going to write a song about this. And he'll just like lock himself in his bedroom and come out like three hours later with like the complete song, every part, you know? And it's like, I just, that just boggles my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about that, like stresses me out. Like just (laughs) thinking about like Tame Impala where he's just like doing every single recording, mixing, mastering. I'm like, I'm like, dude, that would take me like 10 years. I guess that's why it takes so long. Yeah. You know? Anxiety. It's oh a musician's God. best friend. Yeah. Thinking, thinking. Yeah, it can, can push you in the right direction sometimes. But yeah. I, I, as far as recording goes, I try to be like now, and like I try to just be comfortable in the studio and like yeah. not be um, like, you know, be recording with the right people. And like that be helps like, so much having a good team kind of going yeah. in there too and having just kind of like knowing your parts and all that. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, having the as much preparation going into it. That can be good too, but uh, and that's actually kind of how we recorded it. Like we prepared like, yeah, pretty yeah. well, and like we went in and recorded it together. But then we we added overdubs, and like we sure. we didn't like limit ourselves to the single take. But that was kind of like the start of the process for us, and it worked pretty much the whole time. Like two of the songs, like on the record, don't even have a click to them, and like that. Oh, okay, that was like a bad decision but it was it's cool that it's there I mean, now riptide but... by vance joy he didn't record that to a click really yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah there's a, t- a ton of songs yeah. out there that you wouldn't even know yeah, i didn't just... even know that and i love the record <laughs> I, like i oh, listened to the whole you. thing today yeah yeah no it's not noticeable because we had a great drummer yeah. and everything yeah. but like uh uh chris shout out christian romano nice <laughs> excellent drummer uh and and barber but uh anyways yeah like it's just it just made it really hard to edit later on, you know, like Got it, adding yeah. part. You had to record the neck, the overdub, like to the part that it was going to be on because it wasn't, you know, yeah. drifted. But it was fine. It was only two songs, like I said. So once once we we learned our lesson and we didn't do it again. Oh well, <laughs> man, I've had the uh, I've had the great click debate many a times where, you know, on one hand, you know, I I, I feel like I feel like having a click makes it too too mechanical almost you know like just there's there's a certain especially certain bands that i've been in and certain songs that we play or there's a certain organic element to just playing it and and kind of just feeling your way through the song and playing off the other musicians Mm -hmm. and stuff you know yeah but then you know but then the flip side of it is like you're saying you know without the click the engineer just wants to like you know (laughs) ram the computer down my throat and kill me yeah but playing (laughs) with the band when everyone's in the ears and everyone's in the click just so perfectly you don't even know and then the song's kind of end you still hear the click like wow we were really tight or having a drummer that's just so rock solid with that click so even if you have your ears just yeah i mean i've seen i've seen bands i've seen bands play uh play live to the clicks like that's how they play yeah yeah Um, yeah we were doing that for a couple months yeah bryce allen band uh they came in and did a live stream here and and um they're all to a click yeah did that that help you did you find that helped uh yeah i was really nervous about it uh because 
I just like you said, like I th- I thought it would throw me off yeah. or something. Like I, but we had recorded with it and stuff, and you know, uh, Sage who was kind of like advocating for that at the time was mm-hmm. like was like no I think it'll really help because I'm also like a like a tempo like very yeah. like particular about tempo so like if we're off to r- wrong tempo I'm like I'm like stop we're on the wrong <laughs> yeah, tempo yeah, yeah. Oh. so he was like well if yeah. you're gonna be like that why don't we just yeah, play that click? click we'll know for a fact so that that did help but like there are like uh, our like me- middle ground was like only the drummer has the click. Yeah. Everyone else is just yeah. like playing to him and and like you said like if you have a great drummer that like can really oh, yeah. stick to it it's yeah. like oh, yeah. It is nice because yeah, you just save. you just know yeah you just know you're on the right tempo and like there's no there's no ifs ands or buts yeah you know? I will say that 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 as far as like having to click live for in that context or for that reason um, that makes sense yeah. I, I mean you know Killbillies will play the same song five different gigs and we'll play it in five different tempos because it's yeah. like you know we're either tired or we're like really happy or we're really like whatever wired and whatever. like it's just you know yeah we we're, we could play the same song in like 85 BPM so or 110 yeah. BPM but that's so yeah. fun yeah. like I mean that's that's the other thing too is like letting it breathe and like you know just yeah. kind of like being in the moment and that's kind of like is, the, the gigging yeah. Sort of bar yeah. thing versus kind of like the yeah. performance show base thing yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, definitely like I wouldn't, you know, if I was still playing jazz or something, like I wouldn't imagine like putting a jazz band to a click. Maybe like a big band or something. Yeah. But, you know, if it was yeah. like a jazz combo, it's like that's part of the like fun is like the the or, the really organic like, you know. I'd, I I don't know. I imagine like some jazz what's, guys like going jazz? to the studio. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jazz, that's that's a mistake, right? Yeah, like that's we, where they just we, play the wrong notes the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every time, uh, every time we hit, you know, something off, you know, we look at each other. And we're like, ooh, jazzy. <laughs> the actor from uh, Bob's Burgers. Did you see that? How he made a jazz album and he plays piano on it. Have you? Oh seen yeah, that? yeah. I've Dude, heard that, that yeah. thing is. So he didn't even know how to play funny. piano. But he so just... he, yeah, he like assembled like a whole jazz band and like makes this like little mockumentary and he's like doing all this stuff too. And then he brings everybody. Guys, like one, two, three, four. And then he's just playing purposely all the wrong notes, and he's like, "I don't play jazz, and I actually don't like jazz at all." And all the other musicians are like, "I don't even know why we're here." Watch it; it's funny. I promise. Oh, <laughs> he man. recorded a record, though, right? Yeah, it was, I think, yeah, I, I, it's I think on I Spotify. To that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. The band's killer in the background too. It's, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. No, it's uh, <laughs> they. They probably were playing to a click, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 he was just in it, dude. So, yeah. um, you're. Uh, so your last album just came out uh, not too long ago, right? Five, six months ago? Yeah, our, our debut, I guess, our sure. first album. Sure, Yeah, it came out like uh, October 15th of mm. 2021. Work, yeah. Working on any new stuff now or, or yeah. just kind of riding the wave a little bit? Uh, both. Both, yeah. I'm, you know, I've kind of like been sort of like, I don't know, I don't want to say taking a break, but I've just been like pausing a little bit just to like, just because other things in my life are happening. And, yeah. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> But yeah, we got like a new like EP that I'm kind of putting together, trying to like finish. Uh, so that'll probably be out soon. Uh, and uh, and then and then we got like videos. We got we have we still have more like content to like, kind of like push out. Uh, yeah, but it's just like yeah. I like that you're kind of really doing that and like. I want to serious might be the wrong word for it, but you're doing it professionally, and it's like the quality of the video is really matching the quality of your guys' songs. You like yeah. all the stuff you did at Echo Beach is so sick. Oh, thank you. And I wish more bands, even in this area, would kind of just realize the value in that too, because what the internet is now mm-hmm. too with original music and music in general, there's so much you can do. Yeah, for sure. That was like kind of the idea. It was like, well, we're putting out the record, and like you know, by that point, like a lot of people like. uh 
like we were getting ready to release the record, but we like kind of like assembled like a different live band yeah. than like the, yeah. recorded the album. Um, and so it was like, well, we want to like do something that like we're all proud of too mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so then we were like, and, and we needed content too, because it's like, I've, you know, I've released music many times. I'm sure you guys both gone through this, but it's mm-hmm. like you put it out and it's like, okay, it's out. And then you just like, it's like it's yeah. dead. Like yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> it a dead fish. It just kind of goes and does no. that. Yeah, content is key. And we uh, we joke around and Ben and I talk about all the time how like, you know, you could post something about your your next gig or your next album or your, hey, we just released a song and it's like crickets. You know, you get three people yeah. that liked it, you know, but I'll post a picture of my dog and you get 10,000 likes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the dumbest yeah. thing ever. So yeah, so you got to release music with a picture of your dogs, which is what the point is. I yeah. mean, that's that's actually yeah, it's it's funny because I was like so doing like the social media thing for a few months and like very like consciously like posting very frequently and mm-hmm. all and and we had like a stream of content. Yeah, so it was nice because you're kind of like dotting it with like pictures of your dog and then like actual like musical content. Yeah. So that that I mean, you got to play to the whole like social media thing, but that that's like exhausting for like most music or for me. Yeah, because you want to work so, on the music. Because yeah, yeah, it's like it's more fun to write it, it's more fun to record it, it's more fun to play it, all that stuff. But but then you know you you're trying to balance that. That's what I've been trying to like. You know, these last few months as I've you know maybe taken some of a little a bit of a break, I've been trying to like balance more. Where yeah. it's like okay, I'm like I'm still like pushing music, I'm still like doing the social media stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm like kind of like also. Um, you know, being able to write and record, and yeah, do you got to get a uh, you got to get a social media person for yourself. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we we have uh, Killbillies has a has a girl that comes out. Danielle, shout out to Danielle. She uh, nice. She comes out to just about almost every gig and wow. and takes a handful of pictures at every gig. Sometimes she'll do some live stream stuff from there. Um, you know, d- stories and things like that on on social wow. media. And then, um, and then she goes through and posts all our gigs and all the dates and with different photos and different contests she does, throughout she has the, the week. podcast too, right? She does, yeah, now, uh, yeah, we just.
check it out.